0: top chestnut rooms obviously the tiki bar when they're pregnant they want it just as bad as you the chestnut fantasy league fucks no <laughs> they actually sucked dick but other than that we're good i love mitch i like football what we try no
1: Best nuts. Yeah, sorry it took me so long there. I was pooping. So, we had to get I was getting feds. <laughs> so, all right, but uh here we are, diving back into episode 14. It is draft week for the NFL and for The Burbs Boys podcast.
0: Be- episode 14. That's kind of crazy actually to look back.
1: I know, we've I mean, yeah, we kind of hit it sporadically whenever we, when it's convenient for us, but that's just what the pod's going to be. So hopefully you guys are fine right. with that. <laughs> I
0: mean, we'll get it going once we are, we have our teams and hopefully expanded rosters and stuff. But this, this is our first um, spring Craig's, pre-Craig's pod. So it'll be kind of an interesting, kind of a new one.
1: I'm really uh, looking forward to the pod. Uh, once I get everybody's like breakdowns at the draft, like we did last year, that's a uh, little preview for episode 15. Yeah. Um, we're gonna do similar format to last year, where I give everybody a chance to to recap the draft and talk about how they feel um, oh, yeah. about their teams coming out of the draft. So that that's always fun, especially if I wait till after everybody's had about. Uh, 14 Boilermakers, so.
0: Yeah, especially, especially if Jeb feels, just feeling himself that night and really loves his team, just vibes on his team. We're going to get a good quote from him.
1: <laughs> yeah, squad is stacked has definitely shifted this. Squad is trash now because <laughs> it's just bad,
0: but <laughs> it's all
1: right. So, yeah, we've got uh, episode, you know, it'll, hopefully we can cruise through this, but we're going to run through news and notes um we'll briefly congratulate andrew for his victory and then just kind of breeze past that um yep. 2021 fantasy awards uh the final mishmash draft i'm gonna go through some team strength uh strengths and weaknesses and we're gonna talk about new rules and we're got a little bit of fun activity at the end so that's what you got look to look forward to on episode 14 of the burbs boys podcast All right. Well, let's dive right into news and notes uh, to kick off the the episode here. So, um, what do you got for news, Pete?
0: Well, okay. Like we just talked about, it's a big year for the chestnut. I feel like this whole league has had a big year the last couple of years. Yeah. Weddings and babies and stuff. Like, just like shout, shout outs to the new babes coming. Like Brian's number two, Phil's number like seven. Um, CC's coming. Yeah. Uh is gonna be one. We got. Uh Liberty and, and Andy getting married not to each other. Um know, it, it's a like, it is a big year, non fantasy related. Uh, I'm trying to think of like what happened football related news. I mean just it's just all draft coverage. Quarterbacks are kinda of going all all over the place, and that will matter once we're a super flex.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm curious to see what where that vote ends up. I don't know how I land on it yet. Um <laughs> I talked with Liberty about it. He made some good points that kind of swung me back towards maybe, like, uh, voting for it. I was kind of staunchly against it, but I don't know that I am anymore. So, we'll see how I feel uh, the day of. Depends on how many press seltzers I get in me. So, Um, let's see. Uh, Yeah, I guess congratulations to Andrew on his victory over me this last season. We have... Another two-time champion. Uh, This one counts the most though because it's a dyno. Um, Redraft champions uh, don't matter, right, Pete?
0: Correct. They do not. (laughs) Um, This is is Andy's uh, second, but first dyno. This is like probably the first true dynasty ring of the crew. Yeah. I mean, last year Brian it wasn't full on dynasty, right? But yeah, congrats. The Andy Jinx is a real thing. Uh, he did it to everybody in the playoffs and i'm sure we won't hear about that from Phil at all not even one time um dude you are my, my question you, you are my jinx <laughs> you jinx me i
1: know you jinx me in the in the march madness bracket you jinx me in the chestnut championship you and pansky were both texting me like day before monday night football when we had cam and freaking stefan Diggs going and you're like it's a bit ba- you got it in the bag it's wrapped up you know you've got this don't even worry about it and i'm just like don't and then sure enough
0: jinx. it was honestly over like in my mind even the march Madness thing i was looking at it i'm like the potential points well i, I just didn't understand like I, I don't know how you got seconded in any of that crap
1: i know um, man. yeah
0: drew good good stuff I, I i like his team but i i truly 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 still love your team and we'll get to that later yeah um yeah do you want to say congrats to the gill team winner? yeah
1: yeah gunny <laughs> or no Gunner- connie sorry <laughs> Connie i read it wrong um i um, uh yeah connor that's right so you know he can't definitely can't handle the dynasty format but that redraft he he put together a good gilly team and just kind of kept crushing through it So congratulations to Connor, you know, happy to have you in the regular league and uh, the team league doesn't really matter. So, I mean, you know, you can be happy about it and you're 340 bucks. That's cool. But, you know, whatever. So
0: that's um, pretty cool. Well, we will talk about money. Uh, I don't even need to go through the payouts. I'll go through it live. But yeah, the payout will probably change for rules. But Amy's looking to get paid. Yeah. Um, second place guy gets more this year than they have previously. So that's pretty cool. Yep. Um, we spread it out a little bit last year, so we got some money coming to you guys' way.
1: Yeah, and then let's see. Um, that's kind of it for the yeah for the deal. Do you want to? We'll just transition out now, and we're going to go into Mish's final mock draft for the first round. Mish's final
0: mock draft. Um, okay, yeah. I, these mock drafts are really fun to do. It's cool to... I know everyone's teams. The first round has changed so much. Um, so this is like my last official mock draft, and I'm going straight rookies. There's really no one left, non-rookie, that you'd want to pick in the first round, and you never know, because Liberty's in the first round, so you never know. Uh, I'm Bradshaw making, making an appearance again. <laughs> but uh, for, the, for the mock draft, Brian... With the first overall pick he's going to pick jamar chase the wide receiver out of lsu my opinion the best player in the draft one of like two or three that could potentially start right away and do things like be a top easily top 12 receiver right away depending on his landing spot um to me second pick my second pick is going to be traded but for the sake of mock drafts i'm gonna i'm gonna pick Najee harris Running back, Alabama. Hopefully he goes to the Steelers or Miami or someone that can actually start him right away. He's got dreads. He's like 6'2", Bama, love him. The problem is he's like Brian's age. So he's kind of on the older side. Um, number three, Brian again. Man, I got to spit a lot. <laughs> uh, it's Travis, Travis Etienne, just based on him throwing out that smoke screen of of Kyle Pitts, the tight end out of Florida, I don't think that's real. I think he's smarter than that. He doesn't really necessarily need ETN, um, but just to get another rookie running back in there, it's so valuable to have that. Yeah. And then for four, maybe we'll take Kyle Pitts, probably the highest ceiling player of the draft with Jamar Chase. Uh likes those guys. Depending on need, he doesn't give a shit about need. He just takes cool, good, athletic, receiver-type dudes. If you look at his team, they're all, like, under 23. It's really cool. Kyle Pitts will be four. Liberty. Liberty has some actual juice in this draft. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. He can go a lot of different areas here. I've changed that flip-flop a little bit. He's going to go Devontae Smith, Bama receiver, and he's going to let Prink take Trevor Lawrence at six for that first QB off the board. Trevor Lawrence, to me, is uh, in a one QB league, maybe not quite worth it, but if you're rolling out Baker Mayfield, you don't really have much of an option. Trevor Lawrence is pretty uh, unanimously like Andrew Luck-style shit. Yep. So, I don't think it's a bad pick. And then we got Liberty back to back. He'll take that boring ass running back from North Carolina, Javante Williams, who a lot of people are high on. He's a big, physical back, uh, not that fast, but uh, Liberty doesn't have much for running back. Nope. Then he'll go go for receiver Rashad Bateman, who is getting mocked to the Packers, which would be sick for him fantasy wise.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, and then we got Midi Jalen Waddle. Receiver Alabama, so like MIDI getting Kyle Pitts and Jalen Waddle is insane. Number ten is Liberty again. He'll get Rondale Moore by receiver Purdue. He's like Mike Land size five two, but my god, is he fucking Mighty Mouse? <laughs> he will, he will. Like he's one of those guys that could potentially do uh, like a running back designation because they'll get carries out of the backfield. They don't know how they'll they'll play him. Uh, and then one eleven will be traded. But just for the sake of the mock, I will be taking Kenneth Gainwell, running back out of Memphis. I really like Kenny Gainwell. I'm Cheb, Cheb, Cheb. Yes. Uh, I feel like, if, even if you just Google his true freshman year, yeah. he was an absolute monster.
1: He's a little uh, undersized, I think, for the NFL, but if he packs on some muscle, um, he could definitely definitely be he's just really dynamic player that's the buzzword I like to use is dynamic
0: (laughs) the problem is there's just no running backs like this is a really bad draft class period Uh, so like running backs people are hoarding them you go on the waiver wire and get lucky maybe and get like a James Robinson like last year but I just have to snag Kenny Gangwell and then Sheb will go kind of best player available unless he's got a couple whiskey cokes in him he'll take Terrace Marshall (laughs) Kadarius Tony, and then he'll go Justin Fields or Trey Lance to end the first round with the quarterback, even though he has Josh Allen. I think he's he's funny enough to take another quarterback, even in one quarterback league. What do you think of my mock?
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know anything about college football, so I can't really contribute a lot to this. That's why I was quiet on it. Um, I haven't had a pick <laughs> in the first round for more than like a couple days. I keep trading them, so... I haven't done a lot of research. Really, where I was—that the only reason I was able to even comment on Kenny Gainwell is because where I was sitting was that one nine one eleven range, if I remember right, at some point, and that was the guy yep. I was going to kind of target to try and get in that range. And I think, you know, that that, that was really the only contribution I had on it. But you know, I love—I know these guys love when you go through and do this. Um, I'm probably never going to draft in the first round until I absolutely dismantle my team. So. It, right, it hasn't been relevant to me for a while, you
0: have, but You have a strategy and it's worked. So I mean, stick to it. I love that shit.
1: Yeah, it's worked to a point. Now that we're in dynasty, uh, you know, full dyno, I I gotta really reevaluate what I'm doing there. But I, I think uh, you know, it's cool to see some bad teams like Chebs and Liberty's teams, which are just straight up bad, to have that many first round picks. Those guys are definitely doing it right and uh, going heavy to try and rebuild. Um, I think that's. That's exciting for them at the very least, and if any of these guys pan out, you know they got they have some good foundational pieces moving forward. So,
0: I agree, um, it'll be fun.
1: Yeah. CFL <clears throat> teams' strengths and weaknesses. So I got a little is bit it, of a segment here where I'm going to go through strengths and weaknesses. I think this is a good exercise to do pre-draft so guys can kind of get a recap of of where everybody's strong, where they're weak, and they can uh, really just use it as trade fuel going into drunken golfing on Saturday. Uh, hopefully you guys get a chance to listen to this on the way up to Kragans. Um, hopefully I'll have this out and uh, produced tonight, which is Thursday. Pete and I are doing this. So... Yeah, here we go. I'm going to start out with Azorba's Zorba's division. Uh, Peter's team's first. And strengths, I mean, you've got some young, high upside receivers. I like to see that. Uh, to contrast that, your weaknesses would be running back. Um, obviously, like you had just discussed, you're likely, if you stay in that spot, you're going to target an RB in the draft. Um you and I had been bouncing back and forth on Melvin Gordon for possibly your RB2, and I'm still uh. still feeling that sauce, but uh, we'll see where we go with it. Next team up is Liberty. His strengths are obviously four first-round picks. His team's terrible, so having those picks is really his only strength. Um, his weaknesses are, aside from maybe Chris Carson, uh, there's not a single player on his team that's going to finish a top 14 or be a a position one player um so his whole team's just bad it's just he needs to to rebuild in the draft and hopefully some of those guys click um pansky strengths are his ravens players they are young and cool jk and lj are cherry and i am a fan weaknesses are a uh, wide receiver um he did have a decent young running back core uh then he traded away um Clyde. Today. Yeah, today traded away Clyde. So, uh, I guess that's kind of on the edge of strength and weakness um going into Zachary's team. Strengths, he has a young solid group of wide receivers and running backs that are going to finish as for sure twos at their position. Um they're all high floor guys. They're all going to finish 10 to 20 and uh they every week they're going to be in that 10 to 20 range and occasionally flash top 5 performances. It's a very high floor team built following the Stephen Kripner model. Um, yeah, weaknesses are no picks in the first four rounds. So, not I'm not, and I'm also not sold on Saquon as a lock top five running back. I just don't know that he's there. He did it his rookie year. He was great, and he just cannot seem to stay on the field. So that's a huge issue. Um, Larson, Larson's team here strengths wide receiver. He has the best one-two punch for Dynasty with DK and CD. It's unreal cool. Um, Grizz Wintergreen pouches. Uh, weaknesses are running back, um, which he kind of addressed now, so that he's got Clyde. Uh, but at the end of last season, his running back stable was just unreal. So um, when did, didn't he trade you? He had Jonathan Taylor too, right?
0: Yeah, he so – that
1: was like the yeah. Jerry, Judy, JT kind of thing. So he had Jonathan Taylor. He had J.K. Dobbins, Miles Sanders, Clyde. I mean, that's crazy cool, but uh, now I'd say it's a weakness. Definitely a little bit yep. better getting Clyde back. Um, Nicholas's team strengths are in line with Liberties. He's got three first-round picks. And Josh Allen is a strength for sure because he's – Probably right now the next great quarterback. Um, he definitely established that last year, but he should be trading Josh Allen for another higher first-round pick. Uh, he does yep. not need him, and unless we go to super flex, he's completely overblown. So weaknesses, his entire team sucks. Um, Connor strengths are uh, have nothing to do with football. I just say it's his eternal optimism and the fact that he has the ability to read. So I know that there is capacity for him to learn how to be a better fantasy football manager through articles, blogs, guidebooks, uh, what have you. Um, He's in the Zorba's division. That does help as well because that division is clearly not as strong as the Bear Trap division. Um, (laughs) Weaknesses uh, is a lack of hope. Uh, If he can't hold on to hope for a better future, he's going to be really struggling. Uh, going through the next few seasons because his team is just so bad. When he puts a player yep. on the trade block, I know the entire league just laughs at it because nobody wants them. Um, He's stingy, too. Yeah. The, his team's just old and busted. They're old, eh, just bad. Uh, he doesn't have a great draft position. It's just, it's not a good outlook for Connor. So. Yep. Transitioning over to the bear trap division, uh, we'll start off with myself, Steven. My strengths are depth. I have three borderline wide receiver ones. You know, probably their floor is still going to be locks as wide receiver twos. And I would say, I'd say Melvin being on the bubble there, I still think he is going to finish as a top 14 running back now that Phil Lindsay's gone. So really I have three RB ones, um, which I really like. Uh, obviously very optimistic with that. My weaknesses are that my team's old as fuck, not as old as Phil's, but still pretty old, and I'm not sold at tight end. Um, <laughs> Moscow's team strengths: running backs are high floor guys, and their ages are 22 and 23. I like to see that; uh, that's good. His weaknesses are overall depth, um, and then tight end. He really needs a, a consistent wide receiver too to to make a deep playoff run. If he if he thinks that's something that's attainable.
0: Eight, eight hates his team,
1: obviously. Yeah, it's it's just, yeah, it's boring. It's not cool. Tyler Lockett is a wide receiver, too, like he, he did boring. last year. He'll, he'll flash a 40-point week, and you're like, oh, my God, and then he'll do single digits for the next three. So he'll finish at the end of the season looking great, but he's only going to win you a couple weeks. So um, Andrew's team, his strengths are running back. Uh, he has King Henry, who's still going to be great for a year or two. Uh, but then once he phases out and – He's worth nothing. He's still got David Montgomery and DeAndre Swift, which I think are pretty good young running backs. Um, yep. Weaknesses, I, I guess wide receiver, just because I think he gets in, he gets kind of thin after he goes uh, digs and Ridley. I'm not sold on Mims, Terry Mack, Will Fuller to fill in if one of those two guys goes down. Um, Brian's team, again, strengths. He's always going to be in contention. He's al- his strength is always going to be Kamara and McCaffrey. Uh, as long as he holds on to those guys. And then he's also got two first-round picks, so he can build for the future, which is cool. Uh, weaknesses would be depth, um, and it could be more of an issue at wide receiver if uh, Chris Godwin doesn't return to an every-week wide receiver 1-2. Um, looking at Thomas's team, strengths are a cool factor. I think he has cool players, because these are definitely Krippner-type players. Um, High-floor guys, just blue-collar worksmen, Guys that get it done, and they're going to be in week in and week out, getting you high points, or at least solid points. Uh, Deshaun Watson, Nick Chubb, Darren Waller, DJ Moore, just grinders, guys I really like. Um, weaknesses, he doesn't have any picks in the first two rounds, and his team's not really that young. Everyone on his team's 25-plus, so that's a little bit scary. Uh, finally, looking at
0: Matthew. You Phil. Did I skip Phil. Yeah, it's it
1: happens to me every day. Oh yeah, it was on the bubble in between pages. Yeah, let's do Phil's here and then I'll finish off with thirteen. Um, Phil's team strengths are Travis Kelsey; he's the best player in fantasy football in our league, anyways. Um, and then basically every single player in this, his starting lineup is top ten at their position last year. So yeah. his team's awesome. Um, weaknesses are obviously it's beating a dead horse, but it's age. His team has I- a year. And if he doesn't win it this year, it's over. Um, <clears throat> and then I'm not sold at his on his running backs. He's got Aaron Jones and uh, I can't remember who the other one is. Oh, Kareem Hunt. So I'm not sold on Kareem Hunt as being a solid RB2. I know he had a good year last year with Chubb being out missing time and then them kind of trying to ease him back for the playoffs. So Kareem got a lot more carries, I think. Chubb's gonna eat into his production this year, but I do think Gurley's got some upside uh in Atlanta. So um Matthew, team thirteen, strengths. He's got some long shot upside guys. I think uh Ayuk, Zach Moss, Jalen Rieger, they're all guys that I think could be top twenty in their position, be kind of fill in and sit there at at solid uh position two guys. Um, and then he has Mixon, which for a team that's brand new to have a, a marquee player like Mixon, that's really good. Uh, Connor, take notes. And then <laughs> his weakness would would be only having one pick in the first four rounds. And then his wide receiver corpse is on paper scary. Yes, they have some upside, but just looking at it like, okay, I can feel good about this. He can't um what do do you think kind of going through some of those strengths and weaknesses uh on your team I guess specifically we could bounce back to what do you feel about strengths and weaknesses for your team I said you have young high upside receivers and then I'd say running back is um is a weakness obviously just having the one guy but what do you think
0: yeah I think you nailed it with the strengths I think a lot of the when the offers came in my mind it was like I'm gonna hang on to these three running backs and I'm just gonna be I'm gonna be Fun. And I'm going to roll with A.J. Brown and whoever else I draft for my second receiver. But then the more I got offers for, for like, these second-year young studs in, like, a historic receiver class, I just wanted those guys. I think if the Bengals don't take a receiver, if they don't take Jamar Chase, I think T. Higgins will be a top-20 guy lock. Yeah. I think uh, LaVisca Chanel with Trevor Lawrence um, has the upside to be top-20. A.J. Brown's a top-two dynasty receiver. And uh, I think Najee and Jonathan Taylor together will be legit. I just got a hit on some other running backs. I got to get, I got to get more running backs basically. But yeah, I think you nailed it for all the teams. I think if I was going to compare divisions, Bear Trap is obviously win now division. It's, it's full of uh, really high floor teams. Um, but if you look at the Zorba's division, minus a couple of them, young dudes or tons of draft picks, it makes it kind of cool the different types of divisions, and uh, thirteen to fourteen. I think thirteen just crushes Connor's Connor's team. Yeah. Um, it would it would be nice since Prank he tanked for that one on one, like to get his opinion on would you go back and would you do that mix in trade again? Because I think if. If he didn't have a mix in obviously he would would be a little less consistent, but if he had someone like jamar Chase, uh would he like that better It'd be interesting to hear i what, ta- they, what do you yeah.
1: say. I talked to him about that yesterday, um so this is the hot inside scoop, and yes he does nice. he does uh regret that at this point um he likes mix in he's going to hold on to mix in if anybody's trying to trade for him you're going to have to offer the world because he you know he's like I kind of have to do it now because I gave up one one for him um I, I think if he could do it all over again, he'd he'd like to have that premium 1-1 one, one, one spot going into the drunken mess that is Kragan's weekend because that's where it happens. That's where you get your most value because guys are just excited about the fun. Yes. <laughs>
0: um, okay, this is on the show sheet, but just based on before the draft, who wins the league next year
1: in 2021? Just based on paper, where after after just I look at strengths and weaknesses
0: yep right
1: now i'd I'd say phil on paper has the best team it's just which and then Brian again comes in kind of like it's not he's not locked i'd say between me brian um hurtwig, and then I think you kind of fall into like I still again last year i picked Tommy o, i think Tomio's team Mosqua's team um. Mm-hmm and then L- Gunner and Larson, that's kind of the next tier, and then you kind of fall off. And yeah. it goes rebuild guys after that. For sure. What do you think?
0: I, I'm i always wrong, but I think it's going to be Gunner versus Ryan.
1: That's the bull, huh? The Flynn,
0: Flynn bull? Yeah, I think Gunner, if all of his – If his running backs hit, they could be such a valuable piece. Um, Like if Saquon is – if he just is Saquon and has those crip quads (laughs) and then he just rolls out there and they just ball, I think Gunner is a top two team for sure.
1: Okay. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. It it does really hinge on Saquon because if Saquon comes back and is RB1 and is the guy, like – calvin or elvin kamara on steroids which is what he was uh yep yeah makes zach's team very dangerous if he's got that guy that's a lock for 25 points every week
0: it's so juicy i'm so excited like i it's the sun's gonna be shining we're all gonna be post-golf talking shit like it's been so long since i've seen so many of you guys it's gonna be bad like I I know Painsky always jokes about, I need to delete the app. But just looking after, after looking at your breakdowns, I'm like, oh, I want, I just want, I want to trade something to Phil to get some of his pieces. He needs a running back. I want Melvin Gordon even more. I want nothing to do with Connor's team. I want all of Cheb's late picks. Like, I want more.
1: (laughs) I hope everybody's feeling the same way because that'll make it uh, really exciting post-golf. 2021 potential rule changes.
0: All right, here's me. I am in Minneapolis. I'm dropping off my patient to an oncology appointment. And to you people who have no idea what oncology is, uh, I'm not going to explain myself. Anyway, I am going to talk about my proposed idea changes, rule changes, uh, league amendments, any sort of thing I've talked to with other people so we might get some repeats just so you guys can hear some of the rules that I will be proposing before we get to Craig's because the rule ceremony last year didn't take that long we went around the table and we kind of talked about proposed we did it quick Uh, hopefully the same will happen this year but let me just kind of start real quick Uh, I'm just gonna read off my notes I'm not going to talk about them crazily, but just so you hear them before we, we discuss and we'll bitch about this later. None of these are going to be set in stone. This is just what I've heard from other people or me. First one, add a flex, a WRT flex, just adding a flex. Pretty simple. Um, The second one is probably my most important one in terms of our dynasty league, adding six bench spots six roster spots if we add six roster spots we're gonna do a six round draft every year that could be tailored down to a four round draft Um, but for now six roster spots six round draft every year another addition would be eight teams in the playoffs we are a 14 team league eight teams in the playoffs definitely we will change some stuff and look at you can just hear the Minneapolis in the background. Yeah, Go will get them. Anyway, um, eight teams in the playoffs would be funny. I know a lot of you would hate will hate this one, but um, the next one would be no divisions. Top two seeds are overall records. So the, goodbye with divisions. Some of you were bitching about the strength of a certain division. I'm not gonna name names. No divisions. Um, The NFL changed their schedule. We're going to have to maybe look at ours, but right now it's the same. The week 13, a new rule would be a week 13 trade deadline instead of our week 10 right now. Week 13 trade deadline, which is right before playoffs, I believe. The next one, fines will be all fab. Instead of the $20 fines, it will be fab. So for Pansy, you're fucked. Um, for the playoffs, next one, seeds one and two are overall points, not records. So the top seed will be whoever scores the most points. Second seed, obviously second most points. I like that. um having to do with uh, seeds again would be the top seed chooses the the winner's bracket, obviously, the playoff bracket. And then the number two seed doesn't really get to do much. Then I'd say the number two seed chooses the loser's bracket. I think that'd be really funny. Um, here's an unpopular one for some. QB premium. So whether we add a super flex or somehow make QBs more relevant, maybe a six point per passing touchdown or something like that. I don't even want to get into the next one, but just tanking rules whether it's a lottery for draft picks, last place game plays for the first round pick or first overall pick. Um, Brian has a tanking rule where I don't really understand it, but Brian's going to have to talk about it. Um, what else? Another one with that would be the first overall pick would go to the seventh place team. So whoever wins the consolation bracket or the loser's bracket would get the one-on-one, kind of incentivizing the the winningness, kind of de incentivizes dynasty but whatever um if you're a points leader you should get your money back uh the loser something needs to be done with losers okay I lost I didn't go to Lynx game for obvious reasons um I need to do something I have to be punished somehow the tiger is great I need something whether it's a 24 hour waffle house challenge you have to kiss the loser of the previous year um has as a as a last place rule. I forgot what it was, but Pansy has a, a funny one, but something, something has to be done. I saw one where they have to, one day they have to be in their bathroom the whole day and they have to live stream it, which is pretty easy to do because everyone has a bathroom in their house. You don't have to go anywhere. It doesn't cost any money. It's just exhausting and funny. You have to work from your bathroom. I don't know. Something like that. Um. So we got to talk about that one. That's one. I want to really, I will kiss prink. Prank tomorrow. I don't care. Um, Next one. Mm, The draft is a cool one. The draft is only a rookie draft, and then there's a free agency period using FAB. So all non-rookies that are not drafted, after the draft, there's going to be some sort of like free agency signing period. People can do some blind bidding on guys who have not been drafted slash who are not rookies. I don't know how... uh, lucrative that would be. I don't know how pe- much people would care, um, but it sh- sounds kind of cool. Uh, Andy wanted to talk about taxi squads. I think it's way too intense for this league, but I would love it. Um, What else? Free agency roster sizes increase and have to be cut down. Okay. So here's a cool one. We would actually increase rosters by like 10. And then after a certain period, a date set that we all know, there has to be a cut down date. Just like in the real in the, uh, in the NFL, there'd be some sort of cut down dates where people would have to trim their rosters by a certain date. That is kind of what I have in my list. I know some of you have more. We'll talk about them. It, remember, it's majority rules, which means if 11 dudes show up for Craig's, five votes ain't gonna cut it it's gotta be six and i don't give a shit if they're not in the league if roman shows up or brain george shows up their vote counts whoever shows up for kreggins their vote counts if we think it's super serious and we have to fucking call brian or we have to call gunner then that's fine too but if you're there it counts majority rules love you bye chestnut fantasy awards for the 2020 season
1: okay i'm excited about this segment i think this is this is fun and part of the reason why you're such a great commissioner and why this league is so great so let's go into the 2020 chestnut fantasy league awards
0: yeah this was a segment way back in the day like where i would print a bunch of stupid pictures off and shit but the fantasy awards for this year was really was kind of tough because the year was kind of weird as far as the season. But like, we'll go through every position, and just kind of whatever. We'll talk about who was the most valuable last year, um, where they're at now because half of them are like on different teams. Um, the very first one is always the the Vernon Davis Award, which is the 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 player who Ugh. really really fucked the second place guy up because there's i swear to god there's one every year like two years ago mike boone for phil um last year it was definitely cam newton yep uh for like what did he get do you know how many points he got 11 yeah um all
1: i needed was 20 and i would have done i will i'll i told prank yesterday when we talked about this i wasn't going to rehash it but i'll just rehash it briefly because it's, (laughs) it's 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 good entertainment So what happened was I had Russell Wilson locked in as my quarterback all year. Never touched it. Championship week, feeling like I got to get creative. I pick up Mitch Trubisky. I am convinced him going against, I believe it was the Dolphins defense um, or Jacksonville maybe. Maybe it was Jacksonville. Just absolutely atrocious. The worst defense in the league. I'm like, he's going to get, he's a safe high floor pick for that week throughout the week uh i let guys get into my head uh phil liberty you panski everybody i talked to was like you're not actually starting mitch trubisky and i was like oh, oh god you know what i re- I really shouldn't so the plan was pick up Tannehill, going against green bay's porous secondary start him on sunday night football that is the play that i was 100 percent locked into that i dropped trubisky I put in my waiver claim for Tannehill, uh, picked up Cam Newton, so it just didn't look like I just didn't have a quarterback, uh, being that Russell Wilson had already played. I just didn't want to leave it look weird to leave the door open for anybody to come in and just F me and pick up Tannehill because they didn't want to lose a gunner, but whatever. Um, waiver claim goes through. It's going to process at 5 p.m. Game starts at 7. Great. Tannehill going against uh, Green Bay. That's the play. Cam Newton's just an absolute afterthought. Uh, 5 p.m. rolls around. I go to check to make sure that I get Tannehill. Um, and I notice that he's not on my bench. I can't put him into my roster. I'm like, what, what the hell's going on? I go back into my waiver claims, realize that it is 5 p.m. Uh, Pacific time. And... <laughs> That means the waiver claim is not going to process until – five. it was like 5 p.m. or 5.30 p.m. central time. Uh, this is after kickoff of that game. I now no longer have Tannehill as an option, uh, and I have to start Cam Newton. And I was yep. so sad. In my heart of hearts when that happened, I'm like, I just lost. Well, I oh, ha- man. I had a big lead going into the Monday night game. Diggs goes off. The rest is history. Uh, I lose the championship by Cam Newton's terrible performance. And then Salt in the Wound Week 17 comes around. He puts up like 37 points, highest scoring fantasy player of the week. And I didn't even need that to win it. I just needed an okay performance from him. He got pulled like halfway through the game. Uh, Diggs caught another touchdown. That sealed my fate. Had I started Trubisky, had I started Tannehill, had I started Russell Wilson even, I am your 2020 Chestnut Fantasy League champion.
0: It is brutal. It's a it's terrible, but I feel like it happens every year. Yep. I mean, every second-place guy has a fuck moment. And
1: that was it, yeah. It's fucked.
0: That's my- why Camu it and Diggs worked.
1: My face is hot right now. I'm just, like, even (laughs) thinking about it, I'm just burnt out. But, all right, anyway, uh, still, you know, Andy had a great team, and he deserved to win it, and that's fine. Whatever, I'm happy for him. I'm so nice to you. Yeah, whatever, I'm happy for him. MVP award.
0: (laughs) Yeah, MVP, I mean, season-long MVP, Kelsey. He's far and away, most valuable player. Um, Maybe playoff-wise, there's digs for the the huge games. Um, Rookie of the year, kind of had to be justin jefferson at some point but i feel like justin jefferson being a first round pick even in was he a second round pick in the draft the actual cfl draft he was a first round nfl draft um was too easy which is why i went with james robinson yeah um gunner gunner got him for 20 fab buh on waivers and then traded him to Pansky for deontay johnson straight up wow. uh, so i mean he ended up being a top 10 running back for an undrafted free agent. That's why he's rookie of the year in my opinion. For sure. Yep, um, I agree. Yeah, and then QB, I think Josh Allen being the QB1 for the for the season points-wise, he single-handedly made Cheb not go over. Otherwise, he probably would have went over. Mhm. Running back was tough. Um Andy had Mike Davis uh CMC went down and Mike Davis stepped the fuck up and won lots of games for Andy down the stretch uh Kamara I don't think was it was consistent enough but he got he fucking scored a lot of points every once in a while
1: Had Kamara's Cam- then- uh week 6 I think it was week 16 performance against the Vikings where he scored what was it five touchdowns Yeah it was stupid If you pull that uh, out he's not he's not RB1 and I'm biased cuz I had Delvin but uh yeah I think
0: yeah, and then I kind of put – I put Dalvin as like a tied for second kind of thing yeah. because he – for running running back-wise, he was so valuable. Yep. The Vikings will lean on him so hard. I love it. Yep. Uh, um, Wide receiver? Yeah, most valuable, a fantasy – like Justin Jefferson being where he got drafted in the, in the CFL, um, breaking records, crazy. But I think it was Devontae Adams. Yeah. I think – just his sheer red zone craziness yep. he gets fed all the time. DK the first half of the year was a stud. Tyreek is a stud. But I think it was Devontae Adams in my opinion. I agree. Uh, tight end it's Travis Kelsey. I think Darren Waller's got to get some love. Um, but Kelsey was so far and away ahead of Everyone. the next tight end. It was yeah. stupid. Like insane. Stupid. Uh, and then Flex, I don't know. <laughs>
1: Jeff Wilson I don't know Jeff Wilson Andy was so pissed about that and then he ended up winning I'm still going to roll Jeff Wilson out on my squad this year I think him and Raheem Mostert are a decent depth play for me so yeah love it that's the the
0: fantasy awards for the 2020 Chestnut Fantasy League alright let's talk golf usually during Craig's it's uh, winter and it's shitty out But it's supposed to be gorgeous this weekend Uh, Planning with you assholes is really tough So I'm kind of just sitting here dwelling on golf pairings For tomorrow, for Friday, at 3 o'clock, we have 8 dudes golfing And I just wanted to make these pretty fair Because we're going to play either cart versus cart or group versus group Kind of a scramble little action here Um, Just change it up a little bit But these are final, so fuck you Me Krippner Liberty Pansky, in one group Cheb Phil 13 and Tommy in the other group is gonna roll around in a cart too he'll be there with us which is fantastic I think I would assume he would be I don't know who if anyone else is gonna be at the cabin Uh, after that round we check in at like 5 hopefully we'll already be checked in by then with an early check in whatever Saturday, we have me, Brian, Pansky, Tommy, Cheb, Drew, Phil, Connor, and then Liberty, Prank, and Crip in the last group. So that's 11 total on that Saturday. If I'm missing anybody, um, that's just the numbers I have. We can probably squeeze one more guy in on Saturday. But... That's what it's going to look like after we golf on Saturday. Tea times are at 10. We will draft. Rock and roll.
1: Mission Rip. Make fun of guys in the league and compare them to Lord of the Rings characters. Yeah, so here's our fun little activity for episode 14. Pete's been doing a great job of getting some of this stuff together and coming up with good ideas uh, for interesting little takes. This segment, we are taking – we each picked four characters from the league and matched them up with four characters from the Lotter series. So we'll start out with, with you, Pete. Let's go with your first one, who you got and why.
0: Yeah, if I'm going – we're kind of sticking with the Mount Rushmore – Pick four kind of thing, so not everyone's included. So fuck yourselves. Uh, the first one that I chose is me, self-absorbed. <laughs> uh, I am Frodo, and I don't want to make it super obvious, um, but just like in the books and the movies, Lord of the Rings, Frodo is a very, very, very important cog, if you will, in the whole in the whole structure of the storyline. Yeah. And the ring, the ring basically started with him in fellowship. Now yeah. we could go back where it was before, and I think of the ring—I think the Flynn before Frodo, like me, was in a bad place. When when Brian was commissioner and <laughs> Phil was commissioner, that's when the that's when the ring was elsewhere. That's when Schmigo had the ring. And so now that I have the ring and I'm Frodo, the league is in a good spot.
1: So when they had okay. the uh, when they had the meeting at uh, Rivendell, that is when you took over, and that's when yep. <laughs> you, you said, "I'll take it, I'll take the ring, I'll take the reins." Okay, yep. Frodo, Mish, I think that's pretty good. Um, yeah, I like that. I could I could agree with that. It's fine that you put yourself in there. Nobody thinks that you're yes. self absorbed except for everybody. But um, let's see. <laughs> so my first, uh, I went with Pippin Took, and I matched him up with Andy. Dirtwig uh, because Pippin and Andy are both you know they're sweet they're kind they are vital pieces to the story A little bit of comedic relief uh, they're also simple I remember a time when Andy thought that mine as well uh, was a an expression that people said and I don't know how I don't get how people get these types of uh, sayings mixed up uh, read a book and you'll see that it, it's might as well um, but yeah, if you, <laughs> so that's why, that's why I got Dirt and Pip.
0: Matched okay. Up. The best, the best part of the Pippin is Andy thing is Andy will have to Google who Pippin is. Yeah. And he'll be like, what the fuck? I'm not Pippin. <laughs> oh, I guess he's a hundred percent Pippin.
1: Yeah. We'll, we'll, he's going to have to read about it. So we'll expand that vocabulary and, and learn nice. some more, uh, common nomenclature and vernacular for the midwest
0: uh your next one I, pro- I mean i probably should save this one for last but brian is saruman not sauron saruman he was a good guy way back in the day he was a good guy everyone loved him yeah everyone in the league everyone in the everyone in winona everyone loved him now everyone hates him because he's a trade shamer and because he non-stop badgers you if you don't accept his trades and he eventually bends people to his will, just like Saruman. So fuck you, Saruman. <laughs> I, I like that one a
1: lot. That's very it's fitting. It's, it's perfect. The explanation really just drives it home. Um, for, my, for my next character, I uh, selected Isildur. Or Isildur. Uh, for Connor. Um, because it would be so easy... For Connor to do the right thing in this league and just just cultivate draft picks. Take low you know, young guys that have upside, you know, just do what he can. One of those two strategies or merge those strategies and he he'd be fine. It's so easy. He sealed or all he had to do was throw the ring into the volcano, into the fires. (laughs) That's all he had to do. And he won't do it. And neither will Connor. So that Throw is it into the fire. <laughs> cast it into the flame. No, he won't. <laughs> he won't do it. Oh, nope. So that's why I got Connor.
0: Oh, like Connor Lord. all dressed up as a silver. <laughs> it's so good. I'm all like sweaty. Like no, he's <laughs> just not doing the right thing. It's so good.
1: I need to figure out how to do that. There's that app where you can drop people's faces into video
0: clips. God, that'd be good. Yeah. Oh, um uh the next one was is easy to Pansky's legolas um i'm not trying to go i'm not trying to like make gay jokes i'm way beyond that i'm 31 now mm-hmm. um but legolas is like so cool sometimes and artsy and like edgy and like a trendsetter and then sometimes you look at him and you're like dude you're just you're you're gay dude it's okay and that's it's totally fine i'm okay with that it's 2021 like, just, yeah that's fine just admit it admit it with gimli which is you i'm just kidding <laughs> and then and but then just move on like you're a really badass cool like leaning into that but just admit it it's okay so Pansky, legless,
1: <laughs> and he shoots a bow sometimes so that works. That yeah.
0: yeah i went with that too yeah yeah well, i don't know yeah. what kind of
1: what kind of bow do you shoot pete
0: um it's i don't you've probably never heard of it. it's bow tank. oh
1: yeah you you're, you're kind of like one of those under the radar guys like always picking the dark horse <laughs> i like it um, <laughs> Uh, okay. Yeah, I'm a I'm a Matthews guy, so you know, kind of kind of bougie <laughs> like that. Um, for, for my next character, I've got Gimli, and it's Tommy, and I feel like it's just a little too obvious, but uh, too easy. it's just yeah, it's too easy. Uh, Tommy is a smart ass with a beard, so that is why he is
0: Gimli. Hundred uh, percent. That's the perfect one. Funny, um, relatable, but mm. smart ass with a beard is just perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs>
1: Uh, your next one um,
0: my last one is Gunner is Gollum uh, because he's a creature I don't have to explain anything else besides <laughs> he's just a creature and he hasn't changed since he was 19 when I met him um, but now he's a creature with a beautiful uh, small little family um, but Gunner is Gollum uh, I couldn't put Crip as Gollum because of the voice, even though I really wanted to, because that's kind of where it stops with comparison between you two. Uh, but yeah. Thorough, <laughs> stupid, fat hobbitses. <laughs> Relax at the roar and the wriggling process. <laughs> I knew it was gonna come. That's awesome.
1: <laughs> and I think Gunner's wispy uh, hair is very similar to <laughs> Gollum's as well. Yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> and. Uh, Okay, uh, my last one is uh, the last character I selected was Smaug. Um, and I am com- comparing uh, Smaug to Mosqua because Mosqua's just sitting on that gold, all that treasure on his team. He's got great pieces and he will not share them with the rest of the world. He's just going to sit and not, and, and just hoard his little, whatever that glowy stone is. I can't remember what it's called, but what is it called? The thing they're after, that jewel? No, no idea. I, know. I figured with reading the books and watching the movies you just have it locked in, but um yeah, that's why I think Mosk is just like Smaug, so he's gonna be Maugsk.
0: <laughs> that's a good one. Um except for if I can hate his team. Uh, yeah. Obviously obviously <laughs> Midi did you take your pick with Midi. Midi was a too easy one to, to say he's Sauron, but he's not an evil guy, he's not a he's not a, a jerk. I'd say Midi is more like Strider. You know, mysterious, that kind of thing. Not Aragorn, but Strider. Strider, and Aragorn. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I could probably talk about that all day, and I could probably easily say Cheb is um, the Ent, or Phil is the Ent, one of those tall fuckers. I put Phil as the
1: Ent. I was going to put, I was really uh, debating on putting Cheb as Gandalf the Grey because of his his, uh, graying uh, silver foxness. I thought that would match up, but that was really where the comparison ended, so I didn't think it was good enough. Yeah, we'll just we'll just wrap it up. So that's that's it for another episode of the Burbs Boys. This was episode fourteen. Went through a lot of different fun things. I uh, got to I really liked that little uh, Lord of the Rings activity at the end of there. That was fun. Touched on strengths and weaknesses. Did a mock draft. Covered news and notes. Um, did the fantasy awards. Pete's got the uh, golf teams all dialed in there, so that was pretty cool too. Have that kind of laid out so there's no arguing or bittering or bantering, which, <laughs> of course, that completely eliminated it. We won't have to deal with any of that on Friday or Saturday. Um, yep. And then new rules. So, yeah, we covered a lot of good things there. Uh, obviously, very much looking forward to the weekend, getting in touch with everybody again and and getting some time to just kind of hang out and be boys and enjoy this wonderful wonderful chestnut fantasy league that we all partake in and uh it's great that it's a year-long activity and it's not something that just you do for a few months out of the year and then you don't talk to anybody so the foundation the foundation of our friendship and uh, the the glue that bonds us together it's it's uh it's gonna be a good weekend so um anything else uh pete is there anything that we didn't touch on
0: I'm trying to go through, Prank is bringing beer and Celtics, I'm bringing beer and Celtics, Uh Andy's bringing like, he checked off literally everything, beer, snack, food, paper products, water. But <laughs> uh, um, we got Phil Chev and Pansky bringing actual dinner food. So we got lunch and two dinners Andy's, covered.
1: Andy's such a pip.
0: <laughs> <laughs> pip is a good one, honestly. Um, Moscow's bringing water, even though he's staying for a one day, good for you. Liberty's bringing late night munchies. I would assume Midi's bringing pizzas and stuff. So we got everything covered. Um, so I, I, I'm just yeah, like like you said, I'm just excited. It's gonna be fun. If you plan on coming up there, um, not at the time that everyone is. Like I'll be up there early. Uh, when are you leaving? Uh, Liberty and I'll get there around two, I think. Okay. Um, I think Connor will be here late tonight so people are kind of rolling in but there should be about seven or eight of us golfing tomorrow we're gonna to start the actual rules meeting as soon as we can so we might have to just kind of link connor in while he's driving yep uh, and then we'll get rock and roll
1: Sweet. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Thanks again for listening to the podcast. And that sounded really official and stupid, so I'm going to maybe edit that out or maybe not. We'll leave it. But (laughs) on the flip, we will see all of you on the flip side. Looking forward to it. All right. birds, boys out. (laughs) Let's just do a little test audio. Pete, do some vamping so we can see how this works.
0: Look at it. You can see Riley just chilling in the back, still alive. You can see my room full of just boxes of shit. We are loading up the Phipps' cabin, or oh. their now house, Yeah, and we're ordering it all here. So it's like non-stop fucking light fixtures and just little piddly shit. It's really cool.
1: Yeah, I'm sure it's great to have all that. I had spent, I don't know, like hours cutting up old siding by hand in my that was sitting in my garage. I cut up with oh. a hand snips. So my my forearm right now is just freaking massive yeah. <laughs> from grinding through it.
0: Alright, I wish I could video record this and put it on the podcast. But, fucking... Uh, I'm on the middle of the street. I'm on the side of the road, right next to the hospital, one of the biggest hospitals in the state. And uh, there's this little... Mama duck and all our ducklings trying to cross the road so these bikers <laughs> this <laughs> this biker got off and like is legitimately stopping traffic she flagged down a, a policeman and they're like creating they're creating a traffic jam for these fucking ducks it's actually i mean i would have cried if i would have saw, saw one and just get get wrecked but uh it's it, it's funny and i just want i'm just sitting here and I'm bored so fuck you